0: just some scary movie
1: you like scary movies uh-huh what's your favorite scary movie uh, i don't know you have to have a favorite what comes to
0: mind um halloween you No, know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters hi i'm char i'm ollie and we are creeping in the family a podcast with weirdish details about all things horror
1: Episode eighty nine, I think.
0: Episode yeah, that sounds about right to me. I
1: think Screen Three is ninety because I've already watched that. Is it? That's yeah.
0: quite. That's quite cute. I'm glad that we've we've rounded off I nice number. This should be eighty nine. I think. Yeah, this is eighty nine. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm on the 89.
1: wiser as to um, as to what the episode is gonna be so all i know is that it's some type of game you've just said i can't wait to record this game
0: yeah so So it's called agree to disagree and it's called agree to disagree because i made this game up i was really excited about playing it right so on these cards are some statements about horror
1: Can I try and guess? And is it going to be like strongly agree, strongly disagree? No.
0: So we're going to shuffle. Well, these are already shuffled because I dropped them in front of all my students today. So they are already shuffled, I do promise. Now, the rules are you take one card off and you read it. The statement that you read, you have to agree with and you have to come up with reasoning as to why you agree. And the other person has to disagree. If one of them says like three, there's loads, there's loads. There's a lot of Halloween and scream ones, but that might mean that I get pissed off if I pick it, or you get pissed off if you pick it, but you just pick one off the pile, read it out and then prepare your defence. So do you you try
1: and counteract it? Yeah, I say, no, I
0: don't agree. So, you know, if, if if there's like a scream one in favour and you pick it, you're going to hate, yeah. Being like, oh yeah, it's this So, is, this so basically one, one person's
1: playing devil's advocate every yeah. time, yeah. Okay. 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 okay.
0: Right, so paperclip's coming off. Would you like to do the honours first? Oh, well, we're not even going in order, okay? No. Lack
1: of trust. St- oh <laughs> why did you get this one? Sydney Prescott should die in the next scream film. As if I got this one and not you. You picked it. Right, so I agree with this because the Scream franchise is a franchise where there's no like, um, so with Friday the 13th, it's always Jason Voorhees with um, Halloween. It's always Michael Myers with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's always Freddy Krueger. There's always, it, it has to tie in with that main character, which is why when there's 10 films in a franchise, it drags out. Cause you fit. If uh, it's, it's one of them, it's, you don't want to let go of the original and the the thing that made you fall in love with it, but at the same time, is there a right time to just let go? And I feel like the only way you're going to let go of the Scream franchise is if Sidney Prescott dies, and then Scream Six can finally be this new franchise the, the 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 ending of a trilogy, but the start of a new franchise potentially. Because it's only there's only so long, and people would argue that it's already happened now in Scream. Um, that it's drawn out, it's been dragged along far too often. I don't
0: know why I'm nodding my head, I'm supposed to be playing devil's advocate,
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm putting, a good, I'm putting forward a good argument You are here. putting forward a good
0: argument. So, so. The,
1: the, it, I, the, the, the problem is, Sydney Prescott is is still, like, as much as it pays me to say it, Jamie Lee Curtis, the Halloween Resurrection, ha, yeah, Halloween Resurrection, um, kind of put a massive stain on Jamie Lee Curtis's, uh career ca- ca- character yeah uh, uh, because they killed her off like you, you, and it, it's so hard like to it's not hard like if you're a good if you're a fan of the franchise like for Halloween 2018 and Halloween kills you, you can forget that but for some people it's like well she died in H. Uh, she died in resurrection so she's already died once like blah 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 so if 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 Sydney Prescott's gonna get drawn on to the point where she's this character where she isn't Instead of talking about how fearsome she is and how she's, do you know what I mean? She's getting old now. She's had a kid in the next film. Like maybe it is just time for her to die.
0: Okay, right. Is my disagreement because I strong I do strongly disagree. So Scream has become about Sydney Prescott as much as it's become about Ghostface, and I feel like you can't have one without the other. Now it may be like in this reboot. I mean, we've already learned in the featurette that this. Girl, I think Sam is the lead character. Like she's the one Ghostface is going for, and it looks like Gail and Sydney and Dewey come back to help. Mm. And so I. Well, they quite... approached
1: them, thought they they thought they knock on Dewey's door. Sam knocks so, on yeah. Dewey's
0: door and with this other guy, and they ask for help. And Dewey rings Sydney and explains what's going on. So I think it's possible for them to have had a, a hand in this, and then to leave and not come back. So I think I th- I do agree one of the trio has to die. I get it and I'm I'm accepting it even though I don't want to accept it.
1: But you've just said yourself it's about Sydney Prescott and Ghostface.
0: But if-, if she it's sort of like so Screen 4 was about Jill but it wasn't actually about Jill it was about Sydney and Jill becoming Sydney. But th- in this one it is about somebody else. So I see this film as Sydney passing the torch onto somebody else she's got a baby see
1: I think you cannot have if if there's a screen the TV series is an exception right because it's it it was it wasn't really anything well it was nothing to do with Woodsboro Ghostface anything like that they just used the was it not set in Woodsboro no was it not no um and because of that, it worked. Like, we both liked it. Yeah, um, it was all right. Shia liked it. It wasn't a massive horror fan. Question, though,
0: like, to add on to that, do you think, because it had been so long since we'd had anything Scream-related, do we think it was, like, boosted up by that No,
1: fact? no, I, I honestly think it's... It, the The only thing that made, would make me mark it down more is the fact it's called Scream. Like if would have called it something else, it'd it have been a completely yeah, different. Yeah, it's, it's a, But the, the 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 kind of just it's like someone's like they clung onto the font of the Scream logo and then was like we're making a Scream. Did
0: they? Did they actually? Yeah, they used the Scream. Yeah. Oh.
1: And you can I don't think that you can have. Sydney Prescott and Ghostface both alive in the same timeline and not have anything to do with each other. Yeah. So the only way for Sydney Prescott to... She even needs to... the They even need to... Uh, it, I know... See, I can understand what you're saying by it, that she could almost pass a baton on, but I just feel like if they're both alive in the same timeline, they have to clash. Because Ghostface has always been about killing Sydney Prescott, always.
0: But I just feel like it's too much. I feel like if you kill her off, I feel she's set now she's got a baby she's been very vague nev campbell has been very vague about whether she's married or not mm. in the film but she's got a baby she's got her own life so sydney's moved on she's just coming back to help and she looks like she's kept that badass thing cuz she's just like look we we're going to kill him yeah like we we just need your help to help us and i i just don't think she deserves to die just, she's just... had
1: Put yourself in the shoes of a, of a big Scream fan, but who isn't like... Um, like, you're so pro-Sydney Prescott that it she means more to you than the Scream film does. Yeah. Think, put yourself in the shoes of someone who's not... The, they're not as invested in Sidney Prescott's character, just more of a Scream franchise. And do you think that the, the, the film... Not because you love Sydney you're going to say no, but just think of the people who are like, I want this I want this franchise yeah. to go on and survive and to No, do I that. get what you mean they by that. need to make that. a statement. And but, the biggest statement is killing Sidney. I,
0: but I do feel, as said, that... She, Sydney can live, and because she's left Woodsboro, mm. and
1: so See, this is where we're gonna to have to agree to disagree. Yeah, I, I, she's think, left. I think for go for for Ghostface to continue in the Scream timeline, Sydney Prescott cannot be alive, or she has to be something to do with the film. Has to be.
0: Okay, right. Alright, your turn. The stranger's reveal and ending was massively disappointing. Yes, I hundred percent agree. I feel like it was just, <laughs> <laughs> you should see Oliver's face right now, should, you know, if you had a recording, you'd be able to uh, see that, but Oliver's looking at me as if t- he wants to punch me in the face, so it was, I just felt, and I, I completely agree with this actually anyway, I felt that the, the, the tension had been amped up so much with what was going on, and I, I don't mind the reasoning, the, just because you were home, I get that. That's fine. That's not the reveal or the ending. Like I get why they did it, and I, it was it's sinister. But at the same point, they've been hunted down for the past god knows how long. They're absolutely petrified. They've gone through all these injuries, and then you just like the way like she gets knocked out, wakes up, and they're both tied to the chair, and then. It but kills. I, I
1: think that's what this film's all about. It's not. It's not. It's not meant to be a horror film with motive and and like jumping out of cars and being chucked off top from tall places and the murder the mystery like the the, the whole thing is it's just it, it it's brutal in this i think it's one of the it's one of the scariest horror films i've seen because I, I i genuinely feel like that is a situation that can happen would like has happened and will happen in the future and that the the the, the emptiness of like I think humans crave like motive and reason that's why we love screams and that's why like I've just watched Scream 3 and done my notes on it and I was looking I was looking (laughs) I was looking into Roman's motives and stuff and I was like ah it does but the fact that there isn't any and it, it leaves you frustrated in your mind which is probably why you agree because you're frustrated but that's where I find the beauty in the ending that it it doesn't have to be this big hollywood ending it it is just people killing people for no reason whatsoever and
0: i get that that doesn't bother me like i i appreciate that i appreciate not everything has to have a motive i get it but at the same point i just feel like it was more the ending and then like the boys finding the dead bodies on the floor and uh, it was cliche it was silly it was it, it... To, to, for me
1: it's what makes the Strangers, which is why I think the second one isn't as good because it does get more Hollywood, like, and more action and, like, it just loses a little bit of its... But uh, it's hard because, like, I feel like you can't really repeat that because they did it so well the first time, so they had to divert it elsewhere. But ju- just the home invasion that just ends... It's not like a purge home invasion where there's windows smashing everywhere and loud noise and guns and stabbing and masks and everything. It's, it's just... People have got into your home and they're gonna kill you. And they're like that. The, the, you feel helpless. Like whenever you watch a horror film, mm-hmm. at the end you think there's no way that you know that the that the, the protagonist isn't gonna die. You know they'll survive somehow. You know it with every screen movie when when Jill stabs her, when Roman shoots her, you know it's she's not dead. Whereas this one, it was just like they're gonna die. Like there's nothing they can do.
0: Okay. We'll agree to disagree. Right. Oh, are we going to say that after every single one? Which one have you put for audio? <laughs> for those that cannot see it, I was banging his head the table.
1: Season of the Witch is the best Halloween film. <laughs> <laughs> are these rigged? <laughs>
0: you were the one who opened it back um, up
1: again right <laughs> <laughs> so this is how do, da, do da. Halloween is Halloween season of the witch is the best Halloween because it was brave <laughs>
0: <laughs> it went to new ventures
1: it, it stepped outside the money maker it's, I, f- I feel like this this film was more of what the producers wanted um, what yeah What when they started Halloween 1 this is this is mm. the envision and I think I think that um, the, the companies like the funders would have said right we want another Halloween and then you can make your own yeah and it's it's fun it's like hard it's quite goosebumpy. a bit rapey yeah very rapey very weird but is <laughs> oh god yeah that's it that's, that's my defence that's all I can say.
0: Um, I'm gonna counteract that with Michael Myers. Yeah, and <laughs> they just not agree, to right agree. There.
1: agree to agree. Agree to agree. Okay. That was a short uh, one. I tried. Yes. Oh, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna like this
0: because I like it, so that means you'll like it. If Laurie Strode and Sydney Prescott went head to head, Sydney Prescott would come out on top. Okay, right. Here's my here's my line of defense. Right, Laurie Strode's... Right, it depends how we're gonna take Laurie Strode because if we're gonna go with Halloween timeline original, Laurie Strode died. Right, so she she's no longer a final girl. However, if we're gonna go with Halloween two thousand and eighteen, so Halloween, Halloween two thousand and eighteen, and Halloween Kills, Laurie Strode is pretty badass. And I'll and I'll handle that. I you know I I'm here for Laurie Strode. I liked it a lot better. I feel like I enjoyed the first Halloween now the original, a lot better, now I've watched Halloween and Halloween Kills, because I, I I like a good final girl, and I think Jamie Lee Curtis does that well, however, Sydney Prescott is younger, she doesn't have a booby-trapped house, I'll give her that, however, I just think Sydney, I just think Sydney would end up beating her, I feel like Sydney's not as isolated, so she has actually got other people around her yeah, and I feel like, as I say, Laurie Strode we, I mean, we nearly lost her in the uh, in the second one because she had such a puncture wound to her stomach and she had to have stitches and stuff like that, but by the same count I can appreciate that Laurie Strode is a, has a good aim with a gun she's able to defend herself but she no longer has a house because it got burnt down so she doesn't even have a booby-trapped house now so she went head-to-head I just think that Sydney Prescott would beat her
1: Right, and my counter-argument for this is, Sydney Prescott has it easy. She she is never meant to die until last. So, she, throughout any film she's been in, Ghostface has had chances to kill her. It, it, but because it's not part of their act, she has Sydney has to be at um has to be last. So she's she's got a she, she's got a bubble around her until all her friends are dead. Only until her friends are dead. So I, she's only come up against Ghostface four times at the end of each film. I do disagree. No.
0: Scream 3, Roman goes after her in the building. In the, yeah, in but the what onset. about Scream
1: 1, 2 and 4?
0: Scream 1, I accept. She was meant to... And Scream 4, I accept as well because she, she uh, Jill wanted the big showdown sort of thing. But Scream 3, she was quite happy. Wanted to be killed. Scream 2, and I also agree, but Scream 3 I can disagree with on. But Scream 2, Mrs. Loomis wanted that final fuck you to Sydney before
1: she no, killed her. Screen, so- no, Scream 3, which I've just watched, get, when he pulls her out of that house, he could just stab her in the back there and then, and he doesn't. He chooses to grab her and pull her out the window and go flying off the balcony. His, his knife's in his hand. If he wanted to, he could have stabbed her in the back. When 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 this this is when Ghostface and Sydney first come face to face in screen Three. Yeah, in the in it's, the scene of Woodbro. It's, yeah, he's stood on the ledge and Sydney does not know he's behind him, he pops up from the window and instead of stabbing her, he grabs her and pulls okay, her back. Okay. So he could have killed okay. her. She's got this she's got this invincibility until it gets towards the very end. Michael just goes for Laura Stroke. Like there's no there's no breaks, there's no he's going to kill her, like every single time. And plus he does uh...
0: Does is he trying to get to Haddonfield Hospital in Halloween Kills? Uh,
1: no, no. In Halloween Kills, he goes nowhere near it. It's but that, that film's like a it's like a, we will take into account, but it's an outcast because that whole the, the, the message behind that film is is it even about Laurie Strode? But you can't deny that the other films that she's been in, okay. it has been about her. But the, the 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 big thing is obviously Laurie Strode has died. Like Michael Myers has technically killed her. Yeah. Like, but
0: the, I feel like if Sidney Prescott went up against <clears> Michael <throat> Myers, he would also kill her. So I'm, you know, I'm taking I'm taking that into account. In,
1: I think in the Primes, Laurie would win, but in today's state, yeah, Sydney would win. Yeah. I think.
0: I'll agree to agree with that. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay, we'll we'll go with that one. Just mine in it then.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Belco experiment should become a real life project. If <laughs> <FDLA, laughs> open up. <laughs> uh, so the. Uh, See the the problem. I was going to go with the argument that the Belko experiment should be a real life project, but it should be done with people who were, I don't know, sentenced to death or like that. The lives are essentially over. So
0: just for a quick catch up for those that haven't watched it, can you just explain? Yeah, the, the Belko the experiment
1: is it. a film where this is in a third world country. Um, you can tell like they're in they're in the scruffy parts of it, but then there's just this big American. I know that's a weird way to describe a building, but if you saw it, yeah. you know it stands yeah. out. It's like I a saw, desert, but, but then it's, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall building. building. Yeah, that's that houses these employees that all work for this company, and it turns out it was all like an experiment by I don't know if it's a government, but it was by a hierarchy where all the employees are turned against each other, and every so often X amount of employees have to die. Um, otherwise they'll be killed at random. So it's it's an experiment to see how people act given a situation where it's kill or be killed. That's essentially what it is. It's asking that question. It's like a battle royale inside a, a building. Um, there would be... I'd imagine... I'm, I'm nowhere near clued up enough to, to comment on it, but I'd imagine there probably are some scientists out there where it could become a, like a really interesting study because mm. um, it, it, ta- it takes humans back to the primal roots like of kill or be killed like it's either you kill like the animal or the animal will kill you and it's, it's exploring that premise and maybe it would be good to like f- for some research I just can't see what that research would be handy for because we live in a society now where something like that isn't acceptable <laughs> the only way Darn it. the only way it would be good is if it is if it was full of like death row inmates or um, something along those lines or um, I mean maybe if you put a cash prize up so people voluntarily went for it then it takes away like and it, Squid Game yeah and if thing. if they know exactly what they're getting in for um, then then they've made that choice so they they're contributing to science while also trying to go for a big cash like prize medical research sort of thing. yeah and the, like. Yeah, I'd go with that. I'd g- it could be handy, but it would have to be completely um, consent from no from each, yeah. yeah, consensual from each participant that they wanted to do it.
0: Okay, I mean, I, I, I've i got to strongly disagree with that. And I, str- I you know, the reason, the grounds for strongly disagreeing are the fact that it's completely unethical yeah. and that it's not, you know, it, it's not appropriate in today's society. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of ways that I'm sure that you can do research without... It be it damaging people's lives. I mean, yeah. it'd never be. That's that experiment would never be okayed by the ethics grounds because it'd go against it. So the experiment wouldn't need to be taken ahead. But you know, it, the, everybody's a human, and I feel like even death row inmates and things like that. You know, it, one in what what was the statistic? It's like one in eight hundred death row inmates are innocent Mm. and so you know not only have they got the tragedy of being put on death row but then it's taken off and been like oh actually no you're not doing this but you are going to fight to the death and you know also if they're going to win like a cash prize or win the freedom then what does that say to the other families like can you imagine that one family that lost um, a big, like a member of their family to that yeah. killing and then they ended up winning and getting the freedom again. Like, yeah. It would just be completely unethical and immoral.
1: I, I agree with you. I can't really argue with that. I tried my best, so.
0: Yeah, you did. You, you made a good shot on it. <clears throat> there should be more horror musicals like Sweeney Todd. Yes, there should. I just, I think horror has a really good place in musicals because, and I think there's a lot, even though they're completely different sort of realms A lot of the time. I think horror and musicals are very similar. And at the point, they're very extreme. So there's an extremity to a musical. And there's an extremity to horror. And I feel like Sweeney Todd did that really well. You've got things like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which we will definitely do at some point. But there's things like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That... Are cult classics, but they've been going on for years, and there's musicals still touring, and people love it, and it's you know, there's a following, a mass following, and I just and little shop of horrors, and I I just I mean, I, I suppose in some sort of way you could call Phantom of the Opera a horror, mm. really. And I just I, I think sometimes when you can't get your emotions out, I feel like I I don't want to say that bursting into songs the right thing to do, but I feel like sometimes. When words fail, you, music doesn't. Like, music appeals to people, and music makes people feel better or release their energy. And I just feel like there should be more well-made horror musicals. And I'm not saying every horror should be a musical and it should be shit. Can you imagine Michael Myers like, I'm going yeah. to kill you when you are going to die. But, you know, it's, I just feel like it does have a place in horror, and it, it should be around more, just not in every week releases.
1: I disagree. I feel like right, let me just get this out there. Sweeney Todd is an unreal film. But I would still have the exact same op- opinion regardless of whether there was music played in it or not. To be honest, uh, uh, the, the the reason I like the, the music in there suits so well with the cinematography like that like and I and I think it's massively to do with the fact that um how uh yeah, Helena Bonham Carter mm-hmm. and... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, like, sell the performance. However, I really, really cannot stand musicals normally. I, 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 I just... Fit for me, right, because coming from someone who doesn't appreciate the art of music, like, in terms of lyrics and mm-hmm. uh, orchestra and stuff like that, when I'm watching a movie and they start singing, it's a disconnect. I'm disconnected from the movie. Like okay. I... I I don't, because because my attitude is, ugh, like when I start hearing a, a song in a movie, I disconnect and then it gives, like, my mind wanders because I'm not bothered about the song, I'm not bothered about the dancing and the singing. Um,
0: <laughs> I could just picture Michael Myers doing jazz hands <laughs> I, he's I, this I, night.
1: I, I just don't, th- I, I've got nothing against musicals if I'm not watching them, but I feel like horror is not, horror is there to scare you, and the, the musicals do not scare me in horror. Like, the music does not scare you, the... Backing tracks and scores—they scare you. People singing and being out of character. It's not out of character when it's a musical, but in terms of like, like imagine Sweeney Todd's like actual like killer or like a ghost face. I'd like you say, like anyone like started singing randomly. It might be a really good song and it might be, I don't know, like really good music. But it's they're a killer. They're not. It, it just disconnects me from the movie and make it gives me chance to for my mind to wander, which then takes away from the experience of watching the film.
0: Okay, we'll agree to disagree.
1: Right, the sharks in Deep Blue Sea are far better than in Jaws. Right, the sharks in Deep Blue Sea, obviously, they the look, yeah, they look they look better. It's one of the rare times where, but only because um, Bruce is so old, which is Bruce is the shark in Jaws. It was it, it's so old, it, like the film it was all practically done like There was no CGI around then, so they couldn't have any help with anything at all to be done practically. I saw something today. It needs something like, an, like over an hour before you actually get to see him mm. in the film. Um, but the, 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 the Jaws was never about how the shark looked. It was the suspense of a shark being about. That's, that's what made it so terrifying. Um, whereas in Deep Blue Sea, you get a lot more action. You get to see him a lot more. The smarter, which is obviously the whole premise of the film, which makes him scarier for me, they like, like the the mannerisms like that uh, like one of the most iconic scenes in deep blue sea for me is when uh, ll cool j is in the is it ll cool j yeah like the, the fake fin comes past and uh, yeah the fake fin yeah. and then you just see the the real one floating towards him and then it starts flapping like it looks so real and it looks terrifying i would not say jaws, uh, jaws is a better film than deep blue sea to to most people Oh God! This the thing is right, and people people who like films will understand me with this. Nostalgia plays a massive part in in your upbringing and what what films you mm-hmm. like and we don't like. Um, Deep Blue Sea. I, I watched a lot of shark films, but Deep Blue Sea I used to watch a lot. You were so it's with got Deep it's got that place in my heart where I remember, I remember the feel like how excited I used to get <laughs> watching it as a kid. Whereas Jaws came out a lot earlier, so for people older than me, they probably feel that way about Jaws. Um, I understand why Jaws is definitely more Jaws walked so that films like Deep Blue Sea, Lake Placid, all of them could run. Mm. Like Jaws was the OG, like, and I, I respect that completely. But for me, Deep Blue Sea was—it just felt like the like the narrow corridors, like they made they made it a slasher. They made a shark film a slasher in a narrow underground confined space. Which for me, that's to, to do that and still make it an enjoyable film. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot of effort.
0: That was a good. That was a good agreeing point. I disagree, and I do disagree, because whilst I agree film-wise, and I I confess as well myself, I, you know, because you watch Deep Blue Sea repetitively, that means I had to watch Deep Blue Sea repetitively. I had to
1: watch Annie repetitively, so it was fair game.
0: Well, just be lucky that you weren't a girl, because if you were, guess what your fucking name <laughs> So, you know, the, sh- I, the film I prefer the film Deep Blue Sea, and I do prefer it. However... I think the shark is better in Jaws. And I do think that's from the animatronics. I feel like the fact that they had to create that shark. And you know what? That shark probably haunts Steven Spielberg's fucking dreams even today, because he just, you know, they they put so much effort into it, and it was constantly breaking down, and it was constantly fucking up, mm. um, but they still persevered it's with the, it. He
1: said, didn't he, if he knew how much of a ball like it was going to be, well, not obviously, this isn't an exact quote, if he knew how much, <laughs> it was, it was gonna, how much trouble it was going to cause him, they'd have scrapped off shooting, but there was too deep into it, Yeah. if you've had the pun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just saw your eyes light up as you realised what you'd said then, you were like, oh yeah. But yeah, I... Um, I agree, I think I that think the, the, the film Deep Blue Sea is better, but the shark, I, I do think the shark in Jaws is better, and it's because it's a labour of love, mm. and it was the first of its, its more, kind. It's definitely more iconic. And I think it, it does look like a shark. It You know, it looks like it, what it's supposed to look the, the, like.
1: The, ironically, the, the, the best-looking Jaws is the first one. Yeah. Like after that, when... That when 3D there were, shark. When it was introduced, a computer-generated... They were like, hey! That's when the, it got shit, so... Yeah.
0: But, you know, the sharks in Deep Blue Sea don't look real. Like you, you like that the, the, the bit, clear
1: shots of them down,
0: but you know the bit where they're bringing it up to do the final experiment on it before he gets his arm ripped off, and like it flies out, that's not what a shark looks like, it's not that big, it's not that you know it it, it looks unbelievable, and it just didn't quite do it for me, but. The, the actual film is incredible. I love Deep Blue Sea. In fact, I have to watch Scream 3 next, but I I would have actually quite liked to watch Deep Blue Sea again. have yeah, we've not done it. Yeah, we've done
1: yeah, Deep
0: Blue Sea. Yeah. We're going to have to do the sequels at some point, though, which I shite.
1: Yeah, I know. Go on, then. Okay. Your turn.
0: I feel like we're narrowing down on. I feel like I don't remember what I'd put. So.
1: Well, uh, how many have we done? Once, this we've will done. be eight. Yeah, this is so eight. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So we're going to do...
0: I'll do this one, then we'll do one more each.
1: Yeah, and then you can... So I'm not just copping out and using your idea for my episode. You can save it for your next Hattie. midweek. Yeah,
0: yeah, right.
1: Even though that would save me a lot of time, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. Thank you for not stealing my idea. Yeah. Right, this is the one I've picked up. So the Creeper in Jeepers Creepers is the most underrated villain in a film franchise. He's far better than any others. <sighs> okay, so that's... Like, counting in Michael Myers, that's counting in Ghostface, that's counting in yeah. Jason Voorhees. Right, okay, so... So, I half agree with this truthfully. I do think he is one of the most underrated villains in film franchise history. The Creeper's fucking terrifying. Like, if you you see a picture of that fucking monster, it is ter- it is beyond anything else. And you're just like, holy shit. And it's so clever, Like, every 23rd spring for 23 days, he gets to eat. And, like, he he rejuvenates Mm. by using the body parts of other people. And I just, I do think it's genuinely original. And whilst, yes, Victor Salvo is a pedo and he's disgusting, he made a very good creature. And I just, I feel like he's not killable.
1: See, I, jeepers creepers for me. It scared me a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. But when I watch it when I'm older, it's not... It, it is a good film. Is he the most underrated villain in a horror film ever? No. Like, no. I, Who do you I, think is? That's a question that I'd have to think... I'd have to ponder. I, I won't be able to answer it.
0: Back to that being our uh, Would Would You Rather for next week, I think it's my turn. Right.
1: I don't. I, I don't think he's underrated. I definitely think... He is underrated, but he's not the most underrated. Jeepers Creepers is quite a well-known horror, and I think he is seen as... Don't get me wrong, it definitely is tarnished by... It's a director, isn't it? The, yeah, Victor yeah. Salvo, yeah. It's definitely tarnished by what he did. And you could argue rightly so, you could argue wrongly so, because a lot of innocent people worked on that film and made it what it is. Um, But he's just... The scariest one is the first one, and I feel like he's one of them ones where the more time I got to see his face and see what he like I, I kind of it lost its sting for me okay which is strange but you know you know what I'm like with me that some people they're they're like ideal horror villain is someone that looks gory and like you can do you know what I me mean? like looks but for me like the scariest premise is a man in a mask who you, you don't see yeah. so it, it it's personal opinion but I just don't think he's underrated. it's it's very very original it's it's an, it's own original storyline he's got his own like rules about him and which which is why it makes it more exciting than you could argue than a man in the mask of a ma- with a knife but I just don't think he's the most underrated ever
0: and also I sort of agree what, with what you're saying about the mask thing like the the idea that once you see him. It's it's easy to sort of he, he does, the amount of times I post that gif, whenever like yeah, I'm he, speaking of him smiling yeah, upside does, down he, on the bus, it does, all he does the time. look scary,
1: but then the more you see it, the more you get used to it. And it becomes more of an icon than a than a,
0: Yeah, loses its fear factor as such.
1: Like Michael Myers, I don't find him scary anymore. No, me neither. But I just I just love Michael Myers and some people might love Jeepers Creepers like his because every villain's got their, their own lore about them. Mm-hmm. Their own their, their own um
0: Folklore. Folklore, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like they've got their own personalities and traits, and it's just picking which one you prefer. Like yeah. mine's Michael Myers or Ghostface; like they are both up there for me. Some people's Jason Voorhees, whereas I find Jason Voorhees quite boring, same as like, Freddie Krueger. why is
0: he any different to Michael Myers?
1: Jason Voorhees, especially now, he can teleport. True. <laughs> I, they're very similar in the, in the mannerisms I, mm. I you know what I'd love I'd love a Friday the 13th reboot but there's just struggling with licensing because I think it's owned by like three different companies
0: well there was a Friday the 13th reboot and it was wasn't sick it was, it was good it was
1: good like they changed Jason Voorhees to like he sprints and his mm. feet are heavy and he like that for me made him so much better but I don't look at him as Jason Voorhees yeah. I look at the rest of them so we'll uh, we'll agree to disagree on that one
0: yeah
1: alright so my last one please be something that you don't want that I want to agree yeah, But you
0: won't want to agree with it usually.
1: I wish you got the Sydney Prescott one it, so bad. If
0: it fucks you over, it I fucks feel, me over. I feel over like you'd have been
1: like if you'd have picked that one up, you'd have been like the witch off the Wizard of Oz, where She just starts melting. Like, Shrivel it. Like, ah, you don't I answer, don't answer the question, you just dissolve into the floor. Like, your body. <laughs> cannot say anything bad the, about the Prescott. The universe Prescott. refuses you to try and answer that.
0: Head of the fan club.
1: I would definitely survive three days in Jurassic Park. Yes. I actually would.
0: Alright, okay, let's hear it.
1: Dinosaurs are pussies, No. Nah. Dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park, for one, oh, do, do you, am I given the task that I have to survive for three days or am I, like, you go. Do I, wake, do I wake from a plane crash and I'm there and I, I've yeah. got, I think I've got to survive for as long as I can? I'm, yeah. I'm just not aware that I'll be rescued in three days. Because yeah. that changes everything. If, 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 you, if you just said you've got to survive for three days, i just find the smallest room, a cupboard, and lock myself in it for three days and I know I'm going to live. Whereas if, like, when you just woke up there or whatever, you, you, you're thinking about long-term survival, not just short-term. Um. I mean, the obvious one is, what's the massive tall dinosaur? T-Rex. No, the big stegosaurus. The oh, long long ones, like, really yeah, tall. Yeah, the cute ones. Yeah, the yeah. veggies. Get on one of their heads. Like when it's eating, a clam up a tree. And when it's eating the branch, just lay on its head and just chill up there for a while. Yeah, but
0: what if it got eaten by T.
1: Rex? T. Rexes don't touch do they? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, T. Rexes will go for fuck all.
1: No, they don't go for sauropods. Right. They're, okay. They're,
0: Different. And you haven't watched Jurassic World, though, have you? No. Hmm. I was gonna say, would it change if it was Jurassic World? Because there's, I need to watch. They've him, got maybe. hybrids.
1: I. Mm.
0: Well, the Indominus Rexes are rat- bad bastard.
1: I I think I'd survive. Oh. See, I know what you're gonna say. It's just well, you've got a fuck knee, which is true. But I I think that's irrelevant because you're not out winning a dinosaur, regardless of if you've got if you've got titanium needs, you're still not outwinning a dinosaur.
0: I just think it's not the T. Rexes you want to worry about.
1: Velociraptors.
0: It's the raptors.
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm sure I read somewhere that they not they didn't actually behave like that. That was.
0: Yeah, but we're talking about Jurassic Park is yeah. in the film, so as they are presented in the film. <laughs> I mean, you've got to agree with it. All
1: all you've got to do is stay under the radar. Like, you couldn't start a fire.
0: If you cover yourself in raptor piss, you'll be all right, apparently.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to just go up and go, just piss on us, lad. Don't eat us, just piss on us. It's going to be hard to find raptor piss, isn't it?
0: I don't know. It depends if you had, like, baby raptors. Like, this is Jurassic Park 3, I'm Unless unless
1: it's in the labs or something. Yeah. I feel like I I I could have a 50-50 chance. I'd, I'd I'd find Shelter, like, one of the... Um, labs or canteens or a museum and just try and find a room and to be to be honest you're probably going to stay in there for a couple of days anyway because you're shitting your kecks like you're not going to want to leave so <laughs> start
0: taking selfies <laughs> I, I feel like i
1: could have a 50 50 chance because it's about being in the wrong place at the wrong time if if the raptors are walking about and see or smell you then you're fucked but if it's, it's a big place Jurassic park so as long as you're out of the way but you just don't know if you're out of the way
0: I I I can quite easily say that I wouldn't survive. Yeah. I'm just too
1: Are you disagreeing I've, with saying that you wouldn't survive or that I wouldn't survive?
0: Oh, oh right, okay. Oh oh I didn't think about what I wrote when I said this. Uh I don't think you'd survive. I just feel like I feel like panic could take over you. I feel like you wouldn't react very calmly. in a si- Nobody would react calmly in that sort of situation. If you'd been going on a visit and you'd been expected to be there and it was like, right, three days of survival, I feel like, yes. Yeah, I'd
1: definitely do it if you said to me, you've got to survive for three days. Because I'd sat planning stuff. and
0: Yeah, but, but I feel like if you were caught by surprise, then I just don't think there'd be a lot left. I feel like it'd be manic, Mm. And I just feel like you won't survive it. And as I say, all it takes is one fucking swipe. And y- you know, you might do something stupid without realizing you've done something stupid. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And like, you have them onto you. Like the raptors are hunters. Yeah. And you know, they, if they if smell they get, it they, they
1: gets sent, to you, you're fucked because they, they won't leave you alone. Yeah. But it's just if you can avoid them. If you three can days. avoid them. Alright, come on then. Last the final gone. one. This is a really good game, by the way.
0: Thank you. I made it off. Oh, no. Finally, because
1: you've got off lightly here. Yeah,
0: yeah it, I mean, it's, well, it's not, a, it's not about screaming. It's not about Halloween. It's just a, it's a statement that I strongly disagree with, but I'm going to have to agree with. Psychology has no place in horror. It's all about the gore. So, I don't think, strictly, I don't think that films like Silence of the Lambs and the Belco experiment <laughs> are horrors because they involve psychology. Can you
1: just publicly state on the podcast that you don't think Silence of the Lambs is is not a horror?
0: I can I just publicly say it? I do. Oh you've gone against the game. You I, can't know, buy, but I, I
1: have to try and explain why Caesar. The right, is no, the right, best okay, okay. Intro. I'm taking
0: it back. Right. I'm taking back the whole Silence of the Lambs thing though. Let me think. I think film all right, okay. I feel like films like the Belko Experiment and Hush. And um, what's the other one that's in... Is it Stanton Prison or something like that? Where they did the experiment with the prisons of the guards. I don't know. The something experiment. It's,
1: yeah, well, the university they did
0: it. Yeah. And films like that, I do not think they are horror. I think they are thrillers. The only... I think... I don't think Red Dragon is a thriller. Uh, a horror, sorry. I do think Silence of the Lambs is a but horror. But si-
1: if you ask any, any person in the world about Silence of the Lambs, they tell you it's a psychological film.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a thriller. It's a psychological thriller. It's a horror. Yeah, but if, if, we talk, if we're specifying... It is a horror, but then you, you've got to argue on what defines horror.
1: Horror is subjective to what makes you yeah. scared. Yeah.
0: See, I'm not scared by Silence of the Lambs. I'm invested in it. I think it's incredible. I think it's so interesting, it's a different, but it doesn't it's scare a, me. It's
1: a different type of fear that, like, I think psychology does have a place in horror, most definitely, because the the, the scariest thing about so some films, for example, like Insidious, um, Conjuring's, like all them that, that you watch them, but they're not realistic. Like stuff like that doesn't really happen, you know. You, you, know that it's a, it it's make believe. It's obviously maybe not fully. It dep- It depends on what you believe in. But films where it's it's psychological. It's normally like it messes with your mind because you think it's it's realistic. Like e- even screams which are, you can you can be considered unrealistic. Like how many times have you? I remember. I can't remember what was what what Scream it was but you was on about how you felt so bad for Sydney, like maybe something to do with, yeah, like people saying stuff about a mum or something. He was like, oh, look, like it's psychological. Like you're not...
0: Oh, it was four. Everybody was just like, like everybody was just fucking ragging on. No, it, no, we were talking about Sydney because we were talking about, um like everybody was bad mouthing no, her in the town. No, it was right? a boyfriend
1: when she got killed on the star. I think we was on about it then, and it's the, that it's it's that psychological. Oh, she'll effect.
0: have to live with it for the rest of her life. Like
1: ho, ho, being horrified and being scared are two different things. Being horr you can be horrified at, like for example, like a terrorist attack or mm-hmm. uh, like being hor- you, you could argue that being scared is tasteful and being horrified is distasteful. Yeah, being horrified is not like everyone. Being scared doesn't. Like it, it's a spark kind of like it's, you go to, you go to see these films because you want to get scared and you want to be, we go to halloween because we want to be made jump and be made mm. scared. Whereas being horrified is two different things, but it is called the horror genre. So psychological films that make you feel horrible and horrified at it, I think they have just as much a place as any. There, there, I think I think to make a psychological horror film, it actually takes probably more skill because you've got to understand the mind of the audience and what they'll be thinking and what they'll be feeling as opposed to a loud noise and a jump in front of the screen or a killer being behind someone.
0: You know what? I did disagree at the start, but now I really, really agree. You've changed your mind, yeah.
1: Oh, that was good. I, I can that tell was... that you really strongly agreed with that as well. I know,
0: I was like, oh, I fucking love Silence of the Lambs. It's like, it's an amazing horror,
1: but... That I was a cracking game. Thank you. I'm looking forward to part two.
0: Me too. I'll have to bin those ones. Yeah, I, 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 I could see I'll, them once. Yeah, like, I'll cover them up. I'll paperclip those and then we can carry on with it on the next one. I might do a couple more.
1: Mm.
0: I might add a couple more and then we can do a part two. I love these,
1: what, these little midweek episodes of games.
0: I know, they are my faves. I right. mean, they weren't originally supposed to be games. They were just like we, we just did like off. I know, lanes, but, but they the fo- started. They the fo- ended fo- up being games, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Right. Next. Well, Monday will be Scream Three. I've got to watch when we finish recording this now. I don't know if to treat now nah, I can't do it. I can't. Oh, can I? I, I kind of want to do another Halloween, Michael Myers, but I'll I'll skip it once and then maybe do it the next time. We'll do Halloween Five. I think we're on.
0: Yeah, we've done four, so five it is
1: so yeah hope you've enjoyed tuning in Monday for Scream 3 thanks for listening
0: bye